What's going on, everybody out there? I'm your host, Jeff, and you're listening to the Hooniverse Podcast. Tonight, it's a solo effort. I don't think you mind these, though. Uh, I think they do all right, even though I blather to myself. I think I do a decent job of moving the conversation forward, and we'll see if that's the case this evening. Um, so, yeah, might as well dive in and get started. Uh, Zach's traveling, Chris is busy, and I'm on daddy duty tonight. But young Sloan is already fed and fast asleep, so now I'm feeding my liver and your podcast ear holes. going to fill them both up with my talking. Let me take a sip. Uh, I'm not drinking beer tonight. I'm drinking okay-ish red wine. Nice big glass of it. Um, So there you go. Having some red wine, no beer. We'll get back on the beer train soon. Had a lot of beer this past weekend, though. A whole lot. I was uh, back east. I was in New Hampshire visiting with uh, some dear friends. We try to do this every year. Uh, They usually hold their – it's my friends from high school. I'm still friends with my, my crew from high school. They hold their fantasy football draft every year. Uh, in Lake Ossipee, New Hampshire. One of our friends has a house up there, a really nice house on the lake, boats. It's just a guy's weekend. Um, we had to move the draft this year for a variety of reasons, but we're still, we still wanted to have the guy's weekend. So, you know, 70% of the crew that normally goes went up. Uh, we still had our guys weekend and it was great. I love this trip. I look forward to it every year and I couldn't go the last year. So I was really looking forward to it this year. So while I was back, I uh, picked up a Mitsubishi Outlander. I was actually really curious to drive this one. So I didn't get the fully loaded, I think it's the GTS AWC, which comes with a uh, V6 and a six-speed automatic. I had the nearly fully loaded 2.5 liter inline four-cylinder, I think it's the SEL. It makes 166 horsepower and 162 pound-feet of torque, and it's paired with a CVT in a seven-passenger SUV. That doesn't sound like a lot, and it's not. Shockingly, the curb weight is only 3,340 pounds, which sounds really light for that vehicle. Regardless... I mean, this thing was pretty gutless. The transmission was super drony. Um, the suspension felt a little bit wobbly paired with the electronic power steering, which was tuned just okay. Uh, and this thing, as, as you know with press cars, the more miles, I mean, press miles are hard miles. Usually when I get a car in California, the most miles it'll have on it is, you know, four to 5,000. Um, and that means it's ready to probably ship off to a smaller market. So the car I was driving in New England had 15,000 miles. I mean, that's this is end of life for a press vehicle. Um, the interesting thing, though, was the price. This thing, like I said, was one step down from the top trim. It was the it was the most expensive four-cylinder you could get, and it was 33,000 loaded. Now, that's a ton of money, but for a seven-passenger SUV, that seems oddly affordable. Everything's so expensive these days. Um, so I was really kind of impressed by the price point and it was comfortable enough. I put a lot of miles on it. They were mostly highway miles. It did all right. It had, uh, the Rockford Fosgate sound system that you expect with a Mitsubishi, which is usually, you know, overly bass heavy, but it was, it was, everything was okay. Um, and you can't be okay in the current new car market because everything is good. Everything starts at good. So if you're coming out of the gate, okay, you're not going to win. Um, and that's a problem. 
So like it, it didn't look bad though. It had, had really nice wheels and 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 you know it, it. But I'm just trying to like paint it. it. It's it's one of the more disappointing modern cars I've driven. Um, and I normally don't say that because everything, like I said, is good. Um, but speaking of New Hampshire and having your your, your guys weekend, uh, I mentioned this on Twitter and I told you I'd talk about it. I almost drowned, so that was exciting. Uh, I've never been wakeboarding. My buddy who owns the house, he has two boats parked out front. One's a ski boat, one's a pontoon boat. Now, the pontoon boat, the the ski boat had a dead battery. The pontoon boat is a supremely nice pontoon boat. I would wager that it might be the nicest pontoon boat on Lake Ospie in New Hampshire. Uh, his, his dad, his dad has some money, so he, you know, he spent the bucks on this. It's a South Bay triple pontoon. Um, it's got a hard top. Most of the, every, almost every boat I saw on the lake had a soft top off the hard top is a water slide from the roof. Uh, massive seating. It's probably like 25 to 27 feet long. It's huge. It has a 225 off the back, 225 four stroke where everything else, you know, is 150 at the most. It flies. So we used that to try wakeboarding. Now I can snowboard. Uh, I, I've snowboarded for years. I love snowboarding. So I've, I've gotten up on water skis. So I, I mean, I understand what I'm supposed to do out there. So we went out, um, and we hop, I hop out of the boat and I hop in the water and I put the wakeboard on and the, the my friend with the boat and then, you know, a spotter in the boat, they're starting to let the rope out and then they, they see there's some knots in the rope. So I'm treading water out there, waiting for them to get the knots, and I'm kind of starting to freak out. Now, I, I love the water. I have no problem in the water. I can swim, um, but I'm having a tough time staying up. I'm not staying up, and I'm starting to like freak out a little bit. And I'm, over t- oh, I'm overtired, too. The night prior, I flew in on a red eye. You know, there's a number of factors going on here. So it's taking them way too long to get this knot undone. So I uh, think to myself, I need to get the fuck out of this wakeboard. My feet are hooked in. I need them out. So I go, I, I go down to grab the, the rear buckle on the, my right foot. And I need both hands to flip it up. Cause it's the heavier of the latches. And I'm starting to go, I'm underwater now trying to get it and I can't get it. So now I'm underwater and I can't get it. So I let go of it and I come back to the surface and I tell myself to calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down, get my breath back, relax, it, and I'm struggling and they're still working on the knot, not looking at me. Um, and so I go and try my other foot and I get it out and that helps because now I can kick with one foot to tread water and then I get the other and then they look up and they're, cause they hear me and they're wondering why the hell I'm struggling so much. And then it hits the owner of the boat and we should all know better. We're all adults. Um, but, and I'm, nobody's to blame here, but our own stupidity for hopping in the water like this. And we, and we weren't drinking yet, by the way, I, this is not a drunk. This is, we, this was in the morning before all that action goes on. He goes, Oh, you should probably have a, uh, life jacket on. Now there are some of you out there who just smacked your forehead, wondering how you can be so stupid. I don't go to the lake often. I don't own a boat. I don't water ski. I don't wakeboard. As soon as he said it, I just we all felt really dumb. I had, I took me a while to catch my breath. This was fucking stupid. Like this was think about trying to hold yourself up in the water with just your arms in fresh water, by the way, not salt water. Well, something that is buoyant is hooked to your feet and you can't use them. So that wants to go up while your body wants to go down and you don't have a life jacket, tr- jacket trying to hold you up. 
So we went back in, still catching my breath. I catch my breath. We go back out. I put the life jacket on. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is how it's supposed to be. You can just lay back, hold – I mean, talk about fucking stupid. It was – it was. Uh, I mean, I, I'm thinking about it days later. It was really sketchy and stupid and scary, but it turned out fine. The thing that didn't turn out fine was I couldn't get up on the fucking wakeboard. I used up all my energy trying to not die, um, and I couldn't get up. Uh, other people tried. They couldn't get up. The owner of the boat and the house, he hopped in the water. He went. I drove the boat when it was his term. He got up right away. He did like 180s and shit. I mean, it was that was actually pretty awesome. So yeah, I told, I said on Twitter, I would tell everybody how I almost drowned. And that's how I almost drowned. And it sucked, but I didn't. So we're good. The lake, the weekend was awesome. Um, lots of beer after that. Tons of food. You know, my really close, good friends. The lake is a great lake for that stuff. The weather was perfect. We took the boat to the other side of the lake to the sandbar where all these boats are hanging out and it's only like two feet of water. So you're just kind of cruising around. Uh, on the way back in, everybody was on the bottom of the boat, but I went to that upper deck, that hard top, um, sat up there by myself for the ride across the lake as the sun was setting over the white mountains. And, and like it has this weird – it's just a regular hard top roof on the boat, but it, for some reason it sends the air like right around you. It, there's no wind hitting you in the face. So I'm up there by myself as the sun's setting. I was, I was expecting to have to duck down, but I didn't. I just sat up and enjoyed the ride. And it was, I mean, it was, it was gorgeous. It was a great, great, great weekend. Um, and the outlander was just okay. The outlander was better than dying. There's the title for you. Uh, I'm going to write that down because that's actually going to be the title of this, this podcast. So let me write that down. Outlander is better than dying. There we go. Um, so when I got back from the East Coast. I landed at John Wayne Airport, which is my home airport, and I picked up something much better. I picked up the Cadillac CT6. This is a car I've really been curious about. Sip of wine, hold on. I always have to tell you because I take big sips, so I mean, there's going to be awkward pauses if I didn't say anything. So, Cadillac CT6, car I've been really curious about. Is it more than just a what seems like a bigger CTS? So the one I got is is loaded. It's the three liter twin turbo V6, and that means it's making 404 horsepower and 400 pound feet of torque, and that's great. Um, I actually didn't realize it was that much when I first hopped in the car until I was reading the stats later on, and I mean that's that's impressive. It's paired with that eight speed, that GM eight speed automatic, which is a gearbox I don't have much love for, but so far in uh, in this application, it feels fine. I I think. Any iteration of the CT, the CTS, CTSV, CT6 so far have been the only places where I've enjoyed that gearbox. And I think it has to do with it being a bigger car um, and just works the transmission, the torque, and the weight better. Whereas the AT- ATSV and the, the Alpha Platform stuff, it just it just doesn't work. The Corvette, it just doesn't work. Um, so I don't know what it is about the bigger car. It just it, it fits it better. Uh, I don't remember if the Escalade I drove had the eight-speed. Uh, it would make sense for it to do so. And it, well, maybe that has a six just for like towing and stuff. I don't know. Um, these are things I should know. And I know you will respond to me on Twitter about how stupid I am. Like with the Ridgeline when I said the rear-wheel drive. Yeah, I get it. it I, I now know it's front-wheel drive or all-wheel drive, which makes sense since it's a Honda Pilot with a bed. So the shocking part of the CT6... The as-tested price is $82,000. The base price is in the 60s, and that number works for me. 82 feels very high. 
Um, we're dealing with a fancy CTS, which seems to have more backseat legroom. I was hoping it would feel like more than a fancy CTS, and it doesn't. And it doesn't feel like that fancy of a CTS. It drives well enough. It's got magnetic ride control. It's actually really quiet, which I like. And it goes quickly enough when you mash the throttle. But so far, there's nothing special to it. And I think that's going to be a problem for CT6 shoppers when they see, you know, oh, I don't want this one. I want, you know, a nice one because I'm getting a nice big Cadillac. And then they're spending over $80,000. And, I mean, it's definitely no, you know... I don't know, E-classes feel nicer inside now, so that's a bit of a problem. The other thing that I'm disappointed with that I was really eager to sample, you know I like good audio systems. Uh, I love testing them, you know, blasting my music, seeing if it still sounds clear. I always test them with all the um, the settings at neutral from the factory to see how they're tuned. So this has that amazing 32 Pan- Bose Panerai speaker, 32 speaker Bose Panerai, Panerai, whatever, Panerai, yeah, Panerai sound system. And it's supremely underwhelming. I, I mean, I don't want to make Bose jokes here. I, I haven't really found a Bose system that I've enjoyed um, since like years ago when they came out with those small cube speakers for the house, which were surprisingly good, even though I've heard rumors that they had, you know, um, paper cones and all that stuff. But hey, if it works, it works. So this sound system, it's supposed to create this giant sound stage, and it just sounds muddled. Everything sounds muddled to me. I've listened to regular. Now, I'm listening to audio on an iPhone through a cable. Um, so I try, I always try to buy the, you know, the highest bit rate songs they'll allow. And it just sounds muddled. Now I've also played some, uh, I have a, a flack player on my phone. Um, I don't know if you say flack or FLAC. I always say flack. I'm sure I'm wrong. I have a flack player on my phone with some lossless files and I was playing that. And I've read that it actually downsamples them, which is so effing stupid. So they sounded they sounded all right, but not as good as they did say in a Bang & Olufsen, the fully loaded Bang & Olufsen system from Audi or any Burmeister system, um, any Harman Kardon system. You know what has great sound systems? The Hellcats or the you know what if you get the massive speakers in the uh, the SRT offerings, that 17, 18 speaker Harman Kardon sound system is awesomely crisp. This system, it just it's I don't love it. Like at all, and that's a bummer because I was expecting this like masterful soundstage. Um, like if you get in the XC90, that has a, a version where you can tune it so that it mimics the um, Gutenberg, Gutenberg, not Gutenberg, Gutenberg Symphony Hall. Um, or you can just have it clean, you know, because the the Symphony Hall will have some echo. Um, this just, yeah, supremely muddled and underwhelming, and that's that sucks. That's a disappointment. But the rest of the car is good. It's just, like I said, I was hoping for something a bit more special. Cadillac really needs something above the CT line to, like, they need to make that something from that Escala concept, turn that into the XTS, um, and just do something seriously, seriously luxury, luxurious, um, and, and bring it back. Because everything else in their lineup is great. And the CT6 isn't bad. I'm just shocked, like I said, at the price. So, I mean, you can, you can spend less. This is a pretty damn loaded one, but if you're going to buy a car like this, if you're going to offer a car like this, it should feel special, and I just don't think it does so far. I've got a whole rest of the week with it. I don't shoot it until Friday, um, and then I have it through the weekend, so there's still more time. I mean, maybe it comes alive in the canyons. I doubt it, but we'll see what happens. Not that I'm expecting that car to come alive in the canyons, but I'm just saying maybe there's a sportier side to it that I'm not seeing, and I'll get to use all 404 horsepower and all that good stuff. 
Uh, after the CT6, I get the Infinity 400 Red Sport, which I've been dying to do a full video on. We did our first drive, and the car was super fun, but it was just cruising around Texas, and I need it on my roads here so I can do my hooliganism with it and just have some serious fun. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, in terms of Hoon Truck stuff, Hoon Truck needs steering help. My steering is loosening back up, uh, and it's sketchy as hell right now, so I'm not driving it till I fix it. And it's not the rag joint. I think the actual the, the steering column gear is is slipping back off of from below the rag joint, even though I tightened the shit out of it. So I gotta really take that apart and inspect it. But I think it might be time to talk to Borgson. Is it Borgson or Borgeson? I'm really having trouble pronouncing shit tonight. I think it's Borgeson. I don't know. They make the steering stuff. I should swap in something from them, and then if I'm doing that, it might be time to also upgrade to power steering. Um, I don't know how much of a pain in the ass that's going to be. I'm sure I'm going to need help doing it since I don't know what I'm doing and it probably requires drilling new holes and running new lines and all kinds of adventurous stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the, the steering column is pulling back out and that really, really blows. Um, cause everything else for the most part, minus, you know, valve seals is, is going great at the moment. Everything else is going great except the things that need attention on the engine and the steering. Um, oh, and the roll pan needs to be put on. And, uh, yeah. And there's, I mean, there's other things too, but, but for the truck, it's doing great. Speaking of trucks after the infinity 400 red sport, um, I get the T Nissan Titan V8. Now, not the XD. I'm actually really eager to drive the regular Titan with the V8, uh, that has the 5.6 liter. And I'm assuming that this is, you know, the new Titan. I I'm assuming that's, I'm double checking this just to make sure I don't, I'm not getting like the last gen Titan. Because, I mean, I don't think that's, I don't think they'd have those, right? It should be the regular, regular, let me just see here. Let me just make sure I'm getting the Titan and not the Titan XD. Because I've driven the, the Titan of trucks. I mean, I think I'm getting the Titan. I hope I'm getting the Titan and not the um, last gen Titan. If I get the last gen Titan, that's going to be a kick in the teeth. Um, whatever. It's got a V8. It should be fun. Um, cause I want to drive the smaller Titan with the big 5.6 cause I love that 5.6. After that, I'm working on lining up the Range Rover Sport SVR cause I've yet to drive an SVR vehicle. So we have to rec rectify that. After that, I'm talking about trying to do a farewell piece on the Viper with the Viper ACR. And then after that, I'm going to get the new GTR. So it's a whole lot of R's, SVR, ACR, GTR. That should be, that should be good stuff. Uh, I'm going to jump over now and pull up your questions let me find that window where did you go where did you go now wow wow where did you go okay so uh i'm gonna answer the patreon questions first because that's just how we do it uh let me refresh this to see if there's been anything <clears throat> all right pulling it up and we're pulling it up actually i'm gonna take a sip of wine here because now's a good time all right Patreon giver, hashtag jail truck. That is the name they use. I swear to God, it's awesome. Dirt track racing. Have you gone? Do you want to go? What division would you most be interested in seeing? I'm currently in the grandstands at the Jersey Rush 6, waiting to see 410 sprint cars and small block versus big block modified. I have never been to dirt track racing. Um, 
I would like to see any of it. Um, the sprint cars sound amazing. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a form of motorsports. It's loud. It smells great. I would love to go see it. Actually, there's a, t- a town over in Huntington Beach. They do the uh, the bike circle track racing in Costa Mesa. I've heard that's amazing too. I got to go see that. No brakes, sideways, just go for it. Marshall Cash, what city has the best ratio of twisty slash fun roads, racetrack proximity, and good traffic patterns? I.e., where should I move to? Um, shit. I mean, you kind of want it all. I, I don't know. That's, that's a tough question because Southern California probably has the most twisty fun roads. I think, I mean, they're everywhere and they're fantastic and the weather's great. Um, racetrack proximity could be a lot of places, but again, Southern California has, you know, a fair number of racetracks, um, in a few directions, but the good traffic patterns, we definitely, definitely do not have. There's probably somewhere in the South, um, probably somewhere in the South that has a great, like somewhere in Georgia, somewhere outside of it. Well, stay outside of Atlanta, stay outside of Atlanta. And I bet you find some twisty fun roads, racetrack proximity and good traffic patterns. That's, I, but I'm guessing here. I'm totally guessing other people chime in on Twitter, um, and, uh, and sound off with what you think, i.e. where Marshall Cash should move to. CBR underscore Dina, ever think of doing a track day or a meet? Everyday driver did a track day. Seemed like it was great. Too bad I'm in Massachusetts and won't be able to make a track day or meet near you if you do any. Also, is there a chance of having Blake Z on the podcast as a guest? First part of the question. Uh, I would love to, well, we actually did a meetup for our 100th episode, I think it was, and way more people turned out than I thought. I expected three people, and there was probably like 15 people, maybe 20 people. It was actually pretty cool. That's how I met John Carey, uh, Porsche owner. Uh, who I'm working on another video with, not for Hooniverse. Stay tuned on that project. Um, but yeah, I'd love to do something like that. I just don't think we have the time, bandwidth, or money because what everyday driver, everyday drivers is pretty big and, I, and it looked like a great event. And I don't know what the turnout was like. I'd be really curious to see. Um, but I'm sure they had a pretty good turnout uh, and they, I think, because you, you probably, to the track, you have to meet certain minimums. And that would be tough. However, there are some tracks in Southern California where to rent it for the day isn't as expensive as you think. So something like that could be good. Like maybe we could do on the small end, Adams Motorsports Park. On the bigger end, we could rent like the balcony at Willow and just go drifting um, or, you know, or the circle track and just have fun. Um, Probably can't afford streets or Button Willow is probably not terrible. Um, But there are ways to to do it. it. I'd be I'd be better off like convincing the smoking tire to do it and then like piggybacking and being like hey we're like special guests or you know something like that um but i don't know uh any chance of getting blake zeon whenever blake is in california he is welcome on the podcast uh i'd like to believe that he knows that um so i'm assuming he does but yeah uh blake z is always welcome um he is my my um my co-host at large Let's say that. He's my co-host at large. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, Oh, and all you Patreon people, the t-shirts arrived literally like an hour ago. Uh, They're in a box behind me and they look really nice. I didn't spring for the cheap, like heavy Hanes. I actually got the American apparel shirt. So they're nice and thin and, um, and they look not like see-through or anything. They're just, the quality is way better than the usual Hooniverse shirt that we have out there. So I'm actually excited to for one of these two, hopefully it fits well and doesn't accentuate my body. Um, so let's hop over to Twitter. Um, let me scroll down here. Uh, some people posting that they got their stickers on Twitter. That's awesome. Please keep doing that. Um, all right. 
Oh, and uh, this isn't a question, but James Ross, who's at smart underscore tacos, said there – because on the last episode, Zach and I were joking that there should be a 4chan of cars, and there is a 4chan of cars. And it is um, boards.4chan.org. It's it's board zero – or no, board O, I guess it would be. Board O is auto, uh, which is hilariously crazy. Um, wait a second. Someone said they're selling a sled drive. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah, okay. So let's see. Question. Greg Katchadarian, who's our news editor, uh, at Greg C. Catch. Remember, this is Twitter. You can have the car of your dreams at no cost to you, but it has eyelashes that you can't remove. Would you take it? That is a horrendous, horrendous thing to do, Greg. Wonderful question, though. Wonderful, wonderful question. Um, my ultimate top-tier dream car remains the Ferrari 250 GT California because of the movie Ferris Bueller. I, I mean, I think it'd be a crime to do that to the car. I, so I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think I'd still take it. You know what? I think I'd still be man enough to take it and wear those. Even if it was like my the, my secondary dream car, which is a 68 Charger, um, which is significantly lower in terms of possibility and, and of actually ever owning it compared to the Ferrari. Um, I think I said that backwards, but whatever. Um, so... Yeah, the, I, I think I'd take it. I'd take it. Um, I would do it. Um, let me make this smaller real quick. Hold on. So I can do this in the same window. All right. So Colin Woodward, Woodard, sorry, Colin, uh, wrote a bunch of questions because he was trying to be funny. But I'm going to answer them all, Colin, at CB Woodard. Is it possible Ryan Lochte isn't mentally capable of being adult? Could he be too understand how to understand how dumb he is? I mean, he's been a sheltered, you know, man boy athlete his whole life, so I'm not surprised he would do something like this. Uh, he's never probably been told no, and whatever. We should move on. There have been worse things in the world. I'm not saying it wasn't like incredibly, ridiculously stupid, and he deserves to be punished. But it's, I mean, if that's the worst thing that happened in the world that day, we're in a good place. Uh, Colin asks, what are your thoughts on the new Chase Sapphire Reserve card? It's probably too expensive and doesn't make sense. Colin asks, how insufferable are dog owners who compare owning pets to having children? Not that insufferable because I used to be one of them. Colin Woodard, why are there no more rock stations on the radio? That is a great question. Um, just go to Sirius or Pandora, though. Would including Gary Johnson in the debates add any value? I'm sure it would add some. I mean, I don't know. I think it would make fun of Trump. Suck it, Rugged Ridge. Colin, does Stranger Things live up to the hype? So far, yes. I haven't finished it. Nobody spoil it. Colin, will Todd Marinovich, will Todd Marinovich ever recover from this? Maybe? Okay. TK, at TGuns423. And he says, all good questions to Colin. Then he asks, but how about McCon S or F-Pace for mom, dad, and baby holler with a nod to performance? Uh, yeah, either one of them would be great. F-Pace, um, you can probably get it more fully loaded than you could when you have to start putting options on the Macan. I have not driven the Macan. I've heard it drives wonderfully because it uses the Porsche all-wheel drive system and not the Audi all-wheel drive system. Um, but the F-Pace, I really like it. I'm trying to line up an F-Pace back home for a more long-term review than the first drive. Herman at HWSert asks, how the hell do you think Aston Martin is going to make a reliable low displacement V12 with 900 horsepower for the AM RB. Um, I think they have friends in high places at F1, so maybe that could help. Uh, and I think they've probably been thinking about it for a lot longer than we think they've been thinking about it. Um, when they came out with that engine for the DB11, we all assumed it was AMG, but they did it themselves. So I think they've hired the right people who are finally setting to work on their own engines, and I think we're going to see some good things. I hope. Fingers crossed. Everybody knows I love Aston. 
Craigon at Craigopotamus. Have you ever considered Skyping BZ Wrong to fill in as a guest co-host when you can't get a guest? He can't be that busy. He might be that busy. I've been seeing his name out there a lot more, and I don't like Skype guests, which is why we only do live guests or I don't have anybody because it's. I feel like it's hit and miss. Some people have tons of luck with it, um, but I, I don't know. I don't love it. Uh, and then Blake replied, I'm actually an international man of mystery, which I agree. Um, and then Craigon replied, the journalist who shagged me, which is actually funny. Josh Ostrander, Osti Josh, why does the Lexus RCF suck? It doesn't. Have you driven it? It doesn't suck. Uh, it's surprisingly good when you consider what it is. It's a super duper fun to drive Lexus. And that is a great thing. Jonathan Klein, I heard Jay Glucker loves Donald Trump. Uh, Rugged Ridge would disagree with you. Well, not Rugged Ridge, but you know, that video. JW at JVW1983. This year, what press car surprised you the most and what press car disappoints you the most? Um, I, I mean, I have a, a brain that, that forgets stuff very easily as evidenced many times uh, on this show. Um, I'm just moving things along so I don't run into the end audio here. Hold on while I do this. Let me delete that. Delete that. Um, so the CT6 so far is disappointing me a bit. Oh, the Jag XE might have disappointed me the most. I really expected that to be awesome. And it's just kind of okay. Uh, and we already told you what happens when it's, it's better. It's, it's better than okay. It's not an outlander. Um, but I had super high hopes for that and it does not live up to them. So that's kind of a bummer. I hope I didn't just shorten that because that would suck big time. Whatever. Um, let's see. Connor Kenner, Connor Kennard at pucks underscore writ underscore 20. My friend and I are having a debate on which is better, road or track, driving care to share your opinion. Track. The track is better than the road. Canyon roads, the right car, the right day, the right weather, the right song. Uh, wonderful thing. Track wins every time. I, I cannot get enough track driving in my life. I need more track driving in my life. I have an Alpine Star suit that I've worn once, and that sucks. Um, I love the track. It's just, I mean, you can push your car as hard as you dare to go. And, you know, that's just so the track wins. If you push your car as hard as you dare to go on the road, you're going to have a bad time. Um, at Fat Twins, Fat Twins on mopeds. That's with the actual famous, you know, Fat Twins from Guinness. That's what a name. Sadly, my enthusiast soul is long dead by kids and commute. How lame and emasculating would it be to daily a new Ridgeline? Not at all. It was way better than I thought. That might be one of the press cars that surprised me the most. Um, trying to think of what... I, oh, the Grand Sport surprised me a lot. I expected to, not, to totally prefer the Z06. Um, what I mean, the McLaren 675 was pretty good. No, the, the Ridgeline is way up there on the surprised me meter so don't you'd love it uh get it if you if, you know get it um let's see here i'm just i gotta keep moving that thing all right uh matt carhart at long dx commuter what would be your ideal choice of a bug out vehicle now the ideal vehicle with under twenty thousand to spend uh i like that vehicle so i'm assuming this means like a get away from it all the world is going to shit vehicle um i would love like Oh shoot! Under twenty thousand, I was about to go like way, way, way over. Under twenty thousand, maybe like some kind. Because uh, I need room for the family. <laughs> Got to think of the family. Um, ooh, under twenty thousand is tough. I, I would love it. Shit. 
what if I bought like a $20,000? What if I bought, used that $20,000 to buy food, supplies, and a gun, and then robbed a guy who had a Hennessy Velociraptor with the full bed covering? So that way I have a Raptor with room in the back to safely sleep in. Mm, that might be on the list. Under 20000 though, is, is really tough in that choice. Bug out vehicle. I really like this question, though. I really do. Uh, I'm going to think about this more, and I might answer it on Twitter. But yeah, so far I'm leaning towards um, buying a nice gun and robbing someone with a Hennessy Velociraptor. Um, Or just driving. Yeah, I mean, there can't be a lot of them out there. So that's going to be the tough part is finding that person. But I will find them, and I will kill them. I won't kill them. I'll just take their car. But if I don't, maybe they'll kill me. And get it back. See, this is this is what happens when you and when you ask these type of questions, you get these type of answers. Um, but yeah, so those are all the questions for now. Um, so I'm going to start wrapping this up here because, like I said, I still have I'm on daddy duty this evening and all that fun stuff. Um, let me just pause this for one second, though. Stop. So yeah, pause, unpause. Um, Oh, I unpaused it too soon. Uh, So I'm moving the intro back so you don't hear it yet. But uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Jay Glucker. Also follow at The Hooniverse. Um, Follow me on Instagram. I'm Hooniverse Jeff. I was posting some stuff from uh, New Hampshire over the weekend. I post cars. I post beer. I post my dogs. Uh, I don't post my daughter that often, so don't worry about it. Occasionally, but not too often. Uh, Lots of cars, lots of beer. So that's the good stuff. Uh, go to Hooniverse.com and read this stuff. Go to iTunes to rate and review this podcast. That helps a lot. Uh, love seeing those good ratings and those good reviews. Our audience is, is nice and healthy, which is always good to see. Um, that means, you know, plenty of you are listening and spreading the word. And so, you know, we like that. Uh, if you haven't done so already, go check out our Patreon. Uh-oh, see, I keep running into the... The intro, I'm trying to move. If you saw what I was doing right now, you would laugh. Hold on a second. Yeah, patreon.com slash podcast. Go be a supporter. I've already sent out the first batch of stickers. I've got the new t-shirts going out. Uh, we really appreciate your support. Uh, we're growing little by little there, and every little bit helps and counts, and we love you guys for doing that. So please keep that up. Go to our YouTube channel. We finally crossed $27,000. Yeah, right. 27,000 subscribers. We're on our way to 28. My current you know, goal, I want to hit 30. Then I want to move on to 50 and keep going and growing from there. Um, so help us get there. Spread the word. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. Go to Patreon. Do all that fun stuff, um, and, uh, you know, that will make us all very happy. So, there you go. Solo episode. Uh, Zach should be back next week. If not, I'm going to get some... Whoa, wait, 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 wait. I forgot to answer uh, Facebook questions. So, we're going to dive in and answer Facebook questions real quick. We're going to do this quick because I'm an idiot. Um, So, let's go. Facebook questions. I got to pull it up because like I said, I'm a dummy. All right, here we go. Matthew Carpenter. What was your favorite part of watching all your friends in Monterey? Getting drunk in New Hampshire. Uh, Cody Johnston. Do you ever talk to Blake Zebedias wrong? Uh, Not often enough. I need to talk to him more often. Ryan Budden. If I donate to Patreon, would you grab a beer with me at a brewery in the LA area? Ballast Point opened in Long Beach. I've been dying to go to that Ballast Point, so maybe Ryan. That's actually one of the... um, one of the um, Patreon tiers, but it's the highest one, so nobody's done it because I said I think I said I'd buy you beer. I mean, it's, it was a ridiculous one just to see if anybody would, you know, pay that much. Um, 
Karamadiru Andre Bogdan. When you buy, when you are a car lover enthusiast, how can you put depreciation in the car you choose to buy? It's like, oh, this girl's hot and nice, but won't marry her because she will be ugly next year. Bought an Alpha 1593.2. Lover with all its Italian lazy electronics. Do I care that I'm going to sell it cheap? Nope. I love cars, not what financial benefits they give me. Not really a question, but I do agree with you. I don't care about depreciation. Stephen Lilly, what car would you love to drive but would hate to be seen in? I would be seen in anything. I'm serious. I would drive anything. I don't care. Um, yeah, I, 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 I would pull up to a high school reunion in a Mitsubishi Mirage. I don't give a shit. <clears throat> Ray Jackamite, what is your favorite old automaker, i.e. Auto Union, Bugatti, etc.? Hmm. Favorite old automaker. That's a good question that I would like to think about more. Uh, let me see. Hmm. Huh. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for you because my mind is stuck on muscle cars and then modern stuff. So that, but I, there, there is an answer there. I just don't know what it is. Sorry. Nick Taylor. Will the new Lincoln Continental be a new beginning or the beginning of the end? What if I think it's the end of a new beginning? Because I feel like these cars have gotten like subtly good looking with fantastic interiors and they're using slightly different engines from Ford so that they're diff- like they're setting themselves up for the end of the beginning and the Lincoln Continental will mark that and become a glorious period in the middle and then there'll eventually be an ending when they fuck it all up. Ross Below, hypothetical BS question, car you'd hate most to see LS swapped. Um, I like that question. Um, maybe my truck. Uh, I don't think that should have an LS ever. Ross Below, would you rather Viper-powered Corvette or Corvette-powered Viper using comparable power plans year versus year, generation versus generation? I think I'd rather have... Ooh. Hmm. Shoot. You've... you've I'm terribly vexed. Um, I, I think I'd go Corvette-powered Viper because that engine sounds better. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I'd do. Greg Scantleberry, who do you think will be the first to build an affordable EV competitor to the Miata and Fiesta ST? Oh, geez, I think we're a long ways away from that. I mean, I'd like to be wrong and say that we're not a long ways away from that. Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, huh, maybe Audi? No, that's dumb. Maybe... I mean, maybe Ford will do it. Maybe there'll be an electric Fiesta, um, which would be tons of fun with all that torque. But, I mean, maybe it'll be Tesla if they're still around after the, they don't deliver all those Model 3s. Patrick Palladino, what's the most what's the most comfortable stock seat in a modern car? I love Acura. Uh, every time I get into Acura, I'm reminded how much I love their seats. Um, so I would probably lean to that just because that's the one that immediately springs to mind. Minus, you know, like an S63 AMG or the back seat of the new 7 Series. Because um, those, I mean, I, I feel like those shouldn't count because they're insanely comfortable. Greg Scantleberry, what car have you driven that had the weirdest ergonomics or controls? Hmm. Nothing. Nothing really stands out there. I mean, I drive a lot of things, but I never need a minute to get used to anything. So I don't think anybody has weird ergonomics. I mean, maybe if you're thinking of something older, um, our, our three on the tree race car had pretty shitty ergonomics. Uh, Ryan Ferrando, what is the status of the wombat? Kidding. Yeah. How is Hoon Truck 
Uh, need steering, as I said. Have you or are you planning on installing power disc brakes on Hoontrick? What are you drinking tonight? Um, I've installed manual disc brakes up front. I don't have plans at the moment to install power brakes, but if we add like more power and stuff down the road, then um, then yeah, it, it would. We'd probably move to power disc brakes at that point. Matt Hyden has any updates on getting a moon truck? That will, I swear to God, I'm not making fun of you. That will never get old. I find that hilarious. Ryan Ferrando, wow, I actually saw this before the completed podcast airs. Oh, he's got a question in. Uh, Michael Delaney, have any good local beers last time you were in the Boston area? Trillium Brewing Company is killing it right now. An actual car question. We'll answer that in a second. Um, I, I love having local beers when I'm home. Um, oh, my buddy gave me a good one, and I can't remember the name of it at all. Um, I like, um, the, what the one in Lynn is doing isn't bad. It's all right. Um, what is it? Sweetwater or Bentwater? Um, that wasn't, that wasn't bad. Um, I think if you get out of Massachusetts though and get into Vermont, New Hampshire, you have better options, but mass beer is getting much better. Um, I think New Hampshire and Vermont are still better though. An actual car question. Will you be getting a GT 350 R or even not R? Uh, no, cause Ford hates us would be hilarious. If it's harder to get a Mustang than a, it is harder for me to get a Mustang than a, is the GT 350 the best sounding VH? I mean, it's really, really good. Um, like really, really, really good. Uh, I got to spend a few hours with a 488 GTB and even with the turbos, that was amazing. Um, yeah, the GT350 sounds really good. Ryan Kelly, Subaru Crosstrek or Subaru Foresters, and how are the CVTs? I will probably end up going with a stick if that's the route I'd go. You know you can get – do they still sell it? You can get a Crosstrek with a stick. I learned this recently, and I was blown away because I did not know that. Um, I would go Crosstrek over Forester, but I like them both, and the Subaru CVT is actually – is good as far as CVTs go. So either choice, I think you'll be happy, but I just like, I think the cross trek looks like a, like a lifted butchy Impreza wagon. And I kind of like that. Um, Steven Rubke, family car conundrum, currently driving a 2005 Sabaru turbo, good car, just about to roll over 90,000 miles, but the backseat is a little small and the torque is nearly non-existent. Since it only gets driven half the month, should I invest a couple of grand in it to keep it going for another decade? Um, other than basic consumables, I'd upgrade suspension wheels, tires, and power to whatever limited extent I could while keeping it emissions legal. Other considerations would be last-gen Mustang GT with Coyote motor, Chevy SS if I can find one with a manual for a reasonable price. Uh, Pontiac G8 GXPs are, with manuals are stupid expensive, so I expect the same trends with the SS or Subaru BRZ. Daughter is almost four, and again, this car is not the primary family hauler. Also, I'm not rich. I mean, um, yeah. Last gen Mustang with Coyote is not a bad choice, but the new Mustang's better. So you'd always be thinking about that. I mean, yes, if you can find the Chevy SS, get that. Otherwise, I, I, I think you'd enjoy the BRZ for a few years and then move on. Blake Swan, do you think it would make sense for Nissan to pull a page out of Porsche playbook with the 911R and make a GTR with a manual transition for Swansog? No, because, I mean, the 911 has had manuals. The GTR has, has not, and it, it just doesn't fit in with the ethos and everything that the GTR is. Um, so as much fun as, and, as, I, as that would be and as much as I'd like to see that, I don't think it makes sense. Hot Wheels or Matchbox, do you or did you ever collect anything? I have a fun collection of Hot Wheels. Um, only model of cars that interest me in order to try and tame the collection. I like Hot Wheels. I, whenever I go to the like CVS or something, I always check the aisle to see if there's a, something cool in there. Um, I've got a bunch of stuff on my desk right now, uh, or actually on shelves next to my desk, uh, ranging from Hot Wheels up to surprisingly expensive, um, surprisingly expensive auto modelos um, that I've reviewed for Hooniverse.com. Um, so yeah, I love that stuff. Uh, 
the bigger, the better, you know, but in Hot Wheels or Matchbox specs, I'd, I'd probably go Hot Wheels. <clears throat> Nick Quadris, I have a Fiesta ST and for my next car, I realized being newly married that I'm going to need something bigger. I've really fallen in love with the idea of a five cylinder engine. They sound so awesome. Can you recommend any good, preferably manual five cylinder cars for 30,000 or under? No, I can't. Uh, I'm sorry. I wish I could, but I can't. I- I'm assuming there's some Volvos out there used. Um, I, I, you could do my plan that I had for the Raptor and buy a gun and rob somebody with the TTRS when that comes out, but please don't do that. Um, Chris Cavalieri, thoughts on all the new tracks springing up in the Northeast? Yourself and TST have mentioned Palmer, but there's also Thompson and now Clubs Motorsports. Have we reached peak road course? Funny you mentioned Club Motorsports. The person whose boat I almost drowned off the back of is a principal there, um, and he's already driven it, and it's not even open yet. Uh, and it's, I, I hear it's going to be effing amazing. Um, so that's funny that you mentioned club. Um, I don't think we've reached peak road course because eventually once the all electric autonomous vehicles take over country club racetracks are going to be the only place we're going to be able to drive these damn things. So I say the more road courses, the better. Devion Shaw, what's your opinion on Lamborghini putting the single clutch transmission in the Aventador for weight savings? Couldn't they have just added a little more, a lot, a little more power to supplement that? Possible facelift update might include a double clutch. I mean, at that point, I don't think when you're talking about Lamborghini, like with with Ferrari, the engineering is as important as the styling. You know, with Koenigsegg, it's all with all engineering. With Pagani, it's almost it's styling, and then let's borrow uh, it's a jewelry, and then with Lamborghini, it's just kind of like, hey, let's have a little bit of fun. And so, like, they don't, I don't think they care. And it just, I mean, it's fine for, it's it's an Italian supercar muscle car. So, it, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like, the Uricon is, is the better sports car of the two. So, for the Aventador, eh, who cares? It's, I mean, it's fun to drive in straight lines and or drive slowly down the street so everybody stares at you. And it is fun to do that in it. Another question from Davion Shaw. If you had to... If you had power to get rid of a current car manufacturer and replace it with one that no longer exists, which ones would you choose and why? For example, Honda for Saab. Um, that is um, that is a good, good question. That is a really good question. Who would I get rid of and who would I bring back? Um, oh, Blake Swan has a good answer to that question. GMC with Pontiac. I that was I was literally thinking that before I looked at your answer because you know Pontiacs you have just make the trucks for Chevy um, or or I don't know I don't think you need GMC Sierra Denali. Um, hmm, who could I get rid of? Get rid of BMW. Fuck BMW. No, um, I would. Um, I'm actually I'm trying to think about this one so I give an answer. On the podcast. Um, hmm. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I'd get rid of Buick because Buick. And I would replace it. And I don't have to replace it with the same brand. So, I, But maybe I'd redo, bring back Saab and get rid of Buick. There you go. Because then, then GM gets, you know, a quirky brand instead of something that like should compete with Cadillac, which is dumb, but doesn't compete with Cadillac, which is also dumb. Uh, so yeah, get rid of Buick, bring back Saab. Bradley Brownell. I might be buying another inexpensive Porsche. Why can't I stop? Whatever, man. Kudos to you. You get the room now. Do it up. If I had the space and more money, I would be 
buying – I look on Craigslist every day. A dumb, there was a, a Bahad Carmen Ghia for sale for like $5,000 on the local Craigslist, maybe $4,000. A Bahad out Carmen Ghia. I mean I would buy that and it was street legal. I would buy that in a goddamn heartbeat. Um, I'm going to pop – those, those are all the Facebook questions. I actually had to go back. I had this thing fully edited and done, um, but now I have to come back in and re-add the outro because I, I literally already added all this stuff. So let me take a moment to call. I, I already said my goodbyes. I'm just adding in the outro right now. Um, where do I put it? It goes right there, right? No? Why don't you go in? There you go. Oh, well, let me do it. Oh, hold on. I got to pause so I can do it. There goes the outro. So yeah, I already said my goodbyes. You know where to follow me on all the Twitters. Go to Patreon and become my best friend. Um, and do all that stuff. I'll see you next week. <laughs>